Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Today we're going to talk about Holy Spirit power, the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, maybe you heard it before, but today is a little bit different than make it, by God's grace. So, this morning, Rita uh, read to us uh, someone. I'm going to read part of it a little bit differently. If you are tired and you feel tired, just try from inside. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh, you want to get up? Okay. Up. All of you, stand up on your feet. Thank you, thank you. I don't have any views getting yawning, you know. Okay, thank you. Lord. Just move a little bit your body. Get warmth, you know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what we did before, and we had good results of people moving. In Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I read verse 2, but his delight, says here, is in the law. But I'll paraphrase, because this is Old Testament, and we come to the New Testament for the Gospel. He says, but his delight is in the love of the Lord, and, his, and in his love, his love. We meditate day and night. So instead of saying law, we say it is love, because we want to meditate in his love. Amen. Because God loves us so much that he gave what? His only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. And you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall never dry, and whatsoever he doeth, you do, shall prosper. Whatsoever you do, shall prosper. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgments, nor sinners in the congregations of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The righteous is the one have received Jesus. The one that has get to know the Lord. The one that knows that he is loved by the Father. And I am loved by the Father, and that's my old energy and strength that I get is from him. And I know all of us should need to learn to draw our strength from whom? From the Father, from Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Right. So, Paul's Gospel is continuing teaching of Jesus. Teaching Jesus could not share while he was earth, in, on earth. Jesus could not share everything when he was here on earth, you know. That's why we find out why 
Paul and the other disciples continued Jesus' teachings after his resurrection and ascension. It's important. In John 16, 12 and 14, it says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, 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 the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall speak not of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. For hear from where? What the Holy Spirit hear the word? From where? From the Father and Jesus. Jesus heard from the Father. Everything he told us, he was coming from the Father. The same the Holy Spirit knows the Father is one. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the three is one. So Jesus could not stay here in the flesh with us. That's why he needed to send us the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. And you have become the temple of God. And who lives in you? Jesus. Who lives in you? The Holy Spirit. Who lives in you? The Father. So Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is in you. They have an assembly. So, but the Holy Spirit will guide you. Because Jesus sitting in the right of the Father in heaven. He cannot be here physically. But he sent his spirit. And his spirit can be in all of you. Jesus is only one. But the Holy Spirit can be for every single one person. But spiritual Jesus can be in you, in everybody. Amen. So we have to understand this principle. Because without Jesus, we can do nothing. Amen. And without Jesus, we cannot receive the Holy Spirit. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive mine and shall show it unto you. This contains version. In contemporary version, it is slightly but different. I have much more to say to you, but right now, this is John 16, 12, 13, and 14, okay? So I have much more to say to you, but right now it will be more than you could understand. The Spirit shows what is true. I will come and guide you into all truth. The Spirit doesn't speak on his own. He will tell you only what he was, has heard from me, and he will let you know what is going to happen. The Spirit will bring glory to me by taking my message and telling it to you. So what the message takes the Holy Spirit? From who? From Jesus, from Father. So the message of Jesus, the gospel, the Holy Spirit takes it and gives it to us. You could not tell us everything, Jesus, why he was here. That's why the Holy Spirit had to come and walk through Paul and his disciples and all the disciples that continue. And now today he works through us and helping us to study the world. You know, the letters and the epistles of the apostles written before uh, the Gospels got printed, written down, because let's continue the teaching. So Jesus taught the Word of God here. We know like the Scriptures is from Genesis to Malachi, right? 
And the gospel stand start from Jesus to Revelations. So we that we need to know and to understand it. And the word of God is always true. So here in uh, John 8, 12 says, Jesus is the light of the world. Then spoke Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That's in King James. And then, so without the light of Jesus, we can have the word. So Jesus gives us the word, and the word is light into our paths. We cannot do anything without his word. And the word is truth. And then we go further down in John 9, 1, 7. It's a part of it. Jesus is the light of the world. And then here, and, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents? That he was born blind. Jesus answered, Neither had this man sinned, not his parents, but the works of God should be manifested in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day. The my, while it is day, the, my, the night sorry, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Who is the, what he said Jesus? I am the light of the world. And you are part of this world? You have received him? So you have his light. I am the light of the world. When he thus spoke, he spat on the ground. So what happened actually? He was a blind guy came, and he wanted to. The disciples asked, "Who have make who has seen him or his parents?" Mm -hmm. What he said, nobody. nobody. Right, no one. So what he did, he spat and he make a, a, a soil and he put it to his eyes. So when he thus he thus spoke, he spat on the ground. I made a clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. I said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Yes. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seen. So what is the significance here? Why he had to spit and make clay? And why to ask him to go to wash? Other times he healed people direct without doing anything. Why he had to do that? To glorify. to glorify the Father, that's correct, very, very, very correct. But also to show that is the we all clay. We all clay in the God's hands. He created us, He redeemed us from everything. So as clay we are, he created a new scripture. He created actually his eyes again. And when he washed with the water of the world, the water of the Siloam represents 
that the water of the world, right? The world is water, washing us and regenerating us, and make us clean. Mm -hmm. So we have, now you are clean through the word that has spoken to you. Amen. So who, who are you? Who are the you? Us. Yeah? He says, now you are clean through the word that has spoken unto you. The you is me and you. So that's his word. Make us what? Clean. Cleanse us. Now we go to Matthew 5, 13, 19. We are the light of the world. So Jesus says, I am the light of the world, right? I get to bring light. Now he says, we are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 13 to 19. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his taste, where we shall be tasted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden at the foot of men. And 14 says, you are the light of the world. Say it together. I am the light of the world. If you're not saved, then you are not. Say again. I am the light of the world. Thank you, Lord. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So he, you are like a city set apart from the other people. Right? People see your light. So we need to give them that light. It is very, very important. This light, could you, please, what are there? Hello? Could you turn off the lights, please? Yeah. I cannot see. Turn off the lights. We can see. I can see. We are the light. So we can see. Without the light, they cannot see. So we are the light for the other people. Amen. It's very, very important to understand that principle that you are not alone. If you do something that is not right, really be careful because people are watching you. Yeah. Even if you don't see it, if you say something wrong, people hear you. Eta, anything you say is counts. We are prophets of God. We are all prophets. Yeah. But we are working for a non-profit organization, all of us, because the profit is not for us, it's for others. Okay, it's very, very important to know that this light needs to bring life to people, needs to change life. Amen. Even if you don't do anything else, but see the way you are living, how's your life? How you are kind, loving, helpful, supporting others, say kind words, love your kids. Even people who don't love you, don't say, oh, they don't love me, I don't need to love them. No, no, you need to love them. Jesus loved everybody, and we, even the ones that did not deserve. Yeah. Because Jesus died for everybody in the earth. How many billions we have on earth today? Anybody knows? Eight billion people sure. live on earth. When Jesus was here, there were only maybe two billion, one and a half billion on earth. I don't know. I'm assuming. But Jesus died for everyone from that day one till today. A billions and billions of people. But the only reason they don't get saved is because they don't receive it. Like I can put a million dollars under 
your chair there. And then if you don't know it, they won't benefit you. But if you know you have, I put a million dollars in this for you, you'll take it. They say God gives us eternal life through Jesus Christ. And if you don't know it, it won't benefit you. So how can we others benefit through the world and through salvation with Jesus' sacrifice? But seeing your light that shines in darkness, they can see your light and they will say, I want what you have. When you see how the Lord supplies for you, heals you, takes care of you, and you're happy, then he will want to have what you have. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is where? In heaven. In heaven. Where else is your Father? The Father. In us. In us. We are his temple. Hallelujah. Think not that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Amen. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one chant or one title shall in no wise pass from the law, till be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach him, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So, this is contradicting. So we need to go back to the law. No, he does not contradict. He says, everything be fulfilled. So for us that we receive Christ and his sacrifice, when he was in the cross, before he died, he said, he, it is finished. What means it is finished? completed. You finish your work when you do it. So Jesus finished his work here on earth. That's why I say, therefore, go ye to all the world and preach the gospel. So he cannot preach the gospel anymore. He already said what he has to say. Now he works with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings everything to our remembrance, whatsoever he told us. And whatsoever he could not tell us, the Holy Spirit continued telling us and helping us. So the law for us that we are saved, it is finished. We are not under the law. We are under two law only, law of love. Love your God with all your heart, your mind, and with all of your Holy Spirit. And love your neighbor. Who is your neighbor? Tell your, your, your neighbor here, you are my neighbor. You are my neighbor. But think also, millions of people outside here that they don't know the Lord, they are also your neighbor. And how can you love them? But give them the word. Preach the gospel. Don't give up on them. 
If someone is not receiving, don't give up on them. Yeah. Keep telling the truth. Amen. Keep sharing the gospel. It's not you that is rejecting, rejecting Jesus, but Jesus never give up on any, anyone. In the end of the life, everyone has a chance to get saved. I know many millions of people got saved in their deathbed when they were dying to receive Jesus. So this is actually something to meditate and you study. This was in Matthew 5, 13 to 19, what I said about the salt of the earth. I don't know if I mentioned before. So, are you guys getting it? Are you kind of awake? Are you really excited? Yes. yes. Eh? Is the word moves you? Yes. Moves you to do something else? Is the Holy Spirit inside you start boiling? I want to see that. It's boiling in the spirit inside of you. Really get, oh, I want to do something. I want to change this part of the world. I want to change the next world, next Makassan, uh, Nonzamo, Zola, anywhere, Grabo, anywhere you go, George, anywhere you go, no? smile to people, say, Jesus loves you. You see, a beggar in the street, you give one run or two run, five run, ten run, it's not for you to say what you're going to use this money for, for you to say, Jesus loves you. Even if you don't have money, say, silver and gold I have not. But I want to give you, to tell you that Jesus loves you. And he will bless you if you receive him. And he will change your circumstances. And let him pray for you. Lay hands. Let's pray. Father, pray for them. Don't ask him to receive it right now. Pray first the Lord to be blessed. And then say, do you want to receive Jesus? Jesus changed my life. Can change your life too. You can win souls like this. And then tell him. You have a phone, a phone, you have a WhatsApp, you have an address, you have a truck in your pocket, or show me your Bible. You have a Bible, make an appointment, see him again, bring him a Bible. You know, so to, they can start studying. So the Word of God is true and, and sharp as a two-edged sword two knife. You know, very, very important. Okay, Second Corinthians. 5.17 and then till 6, 1 to 17. Therefore, if any man or woman be in Christ, she is or he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What become new? All things. Oh, but what all things? If you look in the mirror, nothing changed on you. You look exactly the same. So what is changed? Your spirit is become new. Your spirit is sealed by the Holy Ghost. Your spirit is become new, and we never die. Your spirit is forever. Maybe your flesh will die. One day, except if we get the rapture, hopefully soon. So that's going to be a big blessing. But your spirit will be forever. So your personality will be forever. William, he will never die. He always live. Maybe his flesh will die. 
Yeah, we all appointed man wants to die, except in the resurrection of the, the rapture. But we will not die. You understand? We will live forever. That's why we need to understand whose we are, who is in us, and who you belong to. Yes. If you know you belong to Jesus, you have confidence in his name, and you stand with him on this <laughs> earth, and in heaven, you'll be with him too. So, is in you, you don't fear death. Tell to this devil, devil, you have no right in me. I've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. The most expensive blood, transfusion, become, that costs, nobody can buy it with money. Money cannot buy it because the whole universe belongs to the price of the blood of Jesus. Even more than that. Even things will come and things we don't know. That is the price of Jesus. And he purchased you. So if Jesus paid for you with his blood, the devil has not authority over you. But you need to know that. You need to understand it, receive it, and stand. Pain comes, tell him to go. You know, see the devil will try to will try you, will say, how long you'll stand? But if you don't ever give up, it will go away. But if you say, okay, let's try for half an hour. Let's try priest for half an hour. So, see how, what she could do. She will stand. He will stand till the end. Jesus died on the cross and he bestowed his place till the end. Amen. He died. He finished the work here. That's why he finished. The law is finished for us. And he went down and grabbed the keys from the devil and resurrected again. And we with him at the same time resurrected with him in the eternal life. We will never die. Only our flesh, mortal flesh. So don't believe people tell you, you know, some funerals you should go there here. I said, oh, that is not true. We're not going to go to heaven, go to earth. Resurrection may be coming later, we'll go up. It's because they're not born again. And a born again spirit, they cannot understand what is a born again has happened. So a not born again spirit cannot understand what you can understand through this word of God. So if any man, that means you and me, anyone is in Christ, in union with and considers Christ's accomplishment as done on his behalf. That man is a new creature, a new species of being. The all things of what you were and how you acted are passed away. Just like a person passes away, are no longer a part of this their being, now we are to look and consider that all things that are in you and of you, you are a brand new. And we are not there, therefore, and we are not there before you were born again. So we are born again means a new creation. Have you seen when you plant the seed on the, on the ground, right? When you see a little green grass coming up, a little, you know, flower or something small, 
just popped out from the, from the seed, right? That is where you, you become a new creature, you become new, born again, you born out of nothing. Because the seed had to go to the ground and die. If it doesn't go to the ground and down, about the salon, it says, stay alone. But if he goes to the ground and die, it brings life. And that's what happened to you. You have a new life, life eternal. That's nobody can take it from you. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And has given us, has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. reconciliation. Let's say together, all together. The ministry of reconciliation. Who has the ministry of reconciliation in this room? Raise your hand. <coughs> I have it. If you're not saved, you don't have it. Do you need to get saved? No, I did put mine. Oh, you put okay, keep it up to see. <laughs> I want to see. Good. So. What reconcile is what? What that means? Give us the ministry of reconciliation. What that means? Anybody knows to tell me? To explain with his own word? What you need to do to reconcile with whom? With the world. We have to reconcile God and the world. Bring him back to God. Jesus came here. And he was Emmanuel. Right? God with us. He was... So we tell Emmanuel, God is with us. Come with us and be reconciled with God. Because God forgive all your sins that we have done before. From the day of Adam and Eve, all the sins from that day. Actually, it's your, in your account before you got saved, you have that sin, nature, from Adam and Eve. So it's one sin that he forgives yours. And then he automatically takes all the other sins away and he reconciles because now God sees Jesus in you, his only son that lives in you. He doesn't see you, he doesn't see Avril, he doesn't see the baby, he sees Jesus. Amen. And he accepts you the way you are. Not the sins you did or your sins we do tomorrow, or be forgiven. Just have to remember. We don't sin because we like to sin. We sin because we are still sometimes on the flesh. It's weak. And we falling short in the glory of God. But God has forgiven us. Amen. Because of his son. And he doesn't look at you anymore. He looks to you as beautiful as Jesus. You are beautiful. This verse, the Second Corinthians 5, 17, and 6 to 17, this verse tells us that the new things that were put in us as the new birth were not of ourselves, but we were actually created by God himself and put within us, making us a brand new, that everything in us is of God, by God and from God. So that everything in us is of God, by God, and from God. Nothing in you now is off, off from you. It is all of God. 
God himself reconciled us back to himself by Jesus Christ. And it was God himself that has pastors, has pastors already given us the same ministry that Jesus had, which was to reconcile men back to union with union with let me hear are you paying attention? Reconcile us with union with God. Say God. God. Good. To wit that God was in Christ, this 19 now, verse 19, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing the trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. This verse says that we are to know, to wit, that God was in Christ. God was in Christ, walking through and in conjunction with Jesus to accomplish the goal of reconciliation between God and man. And that it was God that has past tense already done it. Committed, assigned, put under a stewardship the word of reconciliation between God and man. What stewardship you have, uh, sister? What kind of stewardship you have that God gives to you? The stewardship of reconciliation. You are a steward of God. You have the ministry of reconciliation. Who do you reconcile? Yourself with God should already be reconciled. There are other people that they don't know Jesus. That's important. That's, I want to drill this unto you today. To be just good on your head, on your spirit, on your heart. Because we don't want what I share with you to stay here on the head. I want to stay on your heart. Go on your heart. Because who remembers? I go back. I'm sorry, I'll repeat things that I've repeated in the past. But they are really, really important. That I feel is very, very important to share these things so we can understand them once for all. When you just in the wrong place here. Sorry. 10, 9, and 10. Okay. So remember, I said many times before that was most of you. Romans 10, 9, and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. How you believe? Your with your mind? No, your heart. That's very important. If you don't believe in your heart, then you're not saved. You need to believe with your heart. Sometimes we believe with our hearts, we get saved, but then we cool it down and becomes head knowledge again and our hearts get a little bit hardened. That's why we need to keep our hearts through the word of God yes. soft through the word of God. So we're able to keep the spirit of God and be good representative. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So let's see, 
One time together, say it all together. With the heart, man, say with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. What is confession? You speak. You don't confess to yourself inside your mind. You speak, you say it loud. I am a follower of Jesus. I believe in Jesus. He's the son of God. I receive him as my savior. So we have to really make sure it's in our hearts and stay there and keep your heart soft. Don't let your heart harden. Now we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. Here we see that we are ambassadors for Christ, messages sent on an official mission as legal representatives of Christ. And we see that God uses us to literally beg men, beg men, God's begging people to be reconciled to God. And that now we are doing the beseeching in Christ's place. So God came, God came through Jesus here. He spread the gospel. Disciples took it from generation to generation. And now we are here. And we are ambassadors for Christ. And we need to get people to Christ. We need to beg them, love them, do whatever it takes to bring them to the kingdom. You have your grandchildren. You have your children. You have your neighbor kids. You are on drugs. They're going to hell. What you will do? How can you handle that? You have to pray for them. You have to pray for them that God creates an environment that they can hearts change. You cannot, God cannot make them to change, but God can create an environment around them. Each one has a decision to make, every child, every son, to receive Jesus. Especially when they are in the age of Accept uh, accountability, right? Mm. When the child is accountable, you cannot do anything, but only you can pray and ask God. You can preach the gospel, share the word. If you don't receive it, his problem. But <coughs> ask God to create that environment around him. Yeah. Maybe he needs to take some of his friends out of the way, send them somewhere else in different towns. Mm. Yes. Maybe. God brings a job or something that you can change his life. God works still because the word says if you ask anything the Father in my name I will do it. He will do it. Who is the Father? God. And also says if you ask me Jesus says in my name, anything in my name I will do it to you. So there's two ways, you know, to know God, to know Jesus. So both ways you can pray in sincerity, with your heart, not with your mind. Because when you pray with your mind, nothing's going to happen. 
Your mind, your mind is here on earth, but your spirit and your heart is the born again part that raised the prayer to heaven. Yes. That's very, very important. Yes. Your heart is important. Heart. Believe with your heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking you all around. I'm keeping my subject here and my verses that I have, but the Holy Spirit takes me different avenues. So I'd like to really make sure you guys, you take it with you. We take something important. You know, you're, you know something? Love? Uh, uh, what's the name? Yulan. Yeah? Yulan. The next one? Hope. Hope, yeah, sorry. It's brain stuff sometimes. You know, Hope, how old are you? 13? You're never too old to share the gospel with others. And you too. Anybody can share the gospel. A child can say to somebody, Jesus loves you. That's why we have school there. Children's gospel there. Teaching, you know, is to able to learn and see the difference between the children of God and the children of this world. Yes. We need to make to have a difference. When then, as workers together with Him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. This will start uh, verse uh, 6 1, chapter 6 now. That was on the 2nd Corinthians uh, 5 to 17 till the end. And now we're starting uh, chapter 6, 2nd Corinthians. And we are the number one verse. And then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. In this verse we are again reminded that we are in union with Christ, working in conjunction with Jesus, just as Jesus was working in conjunction with God. Just as God was in Christ working, he is in us working because we are now in Christ. We are now in Christ. If anyone is not in Christ, please, we want to help you to be in Christ. Your life will change. Ephesians 2.15 says, Having abolished in the flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself a twain, Twin, twins, everybody knows, one new man, so making peace. So having abolished in the flesh, his flesh, the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in, contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. Now we'll read it on TPT, because the partial translation, because that's making it very, very, very clear, it's the same one. Ephesians 2.15. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved. What? So we don't need to have hatred between white and black, color and uh, Jews and Greeks, or Jews and whatever, any other country. We don't need to be this. We all one in Christ. There is no color. The only, the only color of love is red. 
Jesus' blood. That's the color of blood. And what, what color you have in your blood? If you're a black person, yeah. red. What color of blood I have? Red. What is Chinese people color have? Red. So everybody has color red inside of them. It's the color of love. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us now being repealed by his command. His triune, triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming the new race of humanity, Jewish and non-Jewish fused together. White, black, yellow, Jews, non-Jews, Greek, Chinese, Italians, anything, we all one, fused into one through the blood of Jesus. We are we have been have a transfusion in us. We not belong to the same. We don't belong to our parents actually. Well, physically, your your flesh, yes, belongs your parents, but but your main blood you have, the main regeneration you have, is from Jesus Christ. So your genes are not of your parents anymore. So that's why he went to the cross, that all curses be nailed to the cross. I hear sometimes Christian says, oh, I've been cursed, or I have a dagger in my bag, a dagger. Don't believe this thing, just the enemy tells you, you have a dagger in your bag. Jesus took all the daggers away from your bag. Jesus took all the curses away from you. Sickness and disease has no power over you, right? So we don't have sick people here. If anybody is sick, you can go to the doctor to get help if you need to. But remember, the final word is with Jesus. Amen. You know, the, the medicine will work better if you pray over your medicine. And even ask God, Jesus, if he'll give you 20 pills, ask God, which pill I take, Jesus? You know, think about it. And take what Holy Spirit will tell you if you need to take pills. If you don't want to take pills, and you have faith, and you standing in Jesus, you can stand. Nobody tells you to do anything. Jesus will never condemn you, or anyone will condemn you, if you go to the doctor. We're not condemning anyone. No one can condemn you. You know, if it wasn't for the doctors, most Christians today could have been dead. Thank God we, for the doctors too. You know, they do some service of kindness. They want to help people. And we as ministers want to help people. I want to pray for the sick. And I see him recover when I lay hands. Because it's a God power. It's not, if you see Jesus in me, then I can pray for you. But if you come just somebody to pray with the minds, it won't work. There have to be. Know that somebody you have to be prayed for that is from, pray from the heart. Jesus in his heart. He doesn't say Jesus be in your mind. Say, so you open your heart and ask Jesus to come where? Into your heart, not into your mind. Ephesians 4:22 and 2:24 says, "But ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt." But says, "Corrupt the old man." Wow, according to the deceitful lust, 
and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Do you understand that? Put concerning the former conversation, the way you were talking, the way you were thinking, put it away. And renew and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Renew it. Sometimes you get these thoughts that's from the old life. Just that's why we need to stand in the word. Just start claiming the word. Like if you don't know any other scripture, say John 3 16. So as you get to stop your mind going to the sin, to the bad things, to whatever you're doing that's wrong. But it's good that the word of God would overcome every difficulty. So like if I got temptation from my old self, you know, and I sit in my bed at night and I get an attack in my mind and it's not, I know it's not Christ. So I said, John 3, 16. Romans 8, 11. For the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, lives in me. Who is this that dwells in me? Holy Spirit, right? Quickens my mortal body, heals my mortal body and mind through the same power that raised Christ from the dead. So it's important to find verses that you can use. When you get sick, go through the world. You know, and then... Where am I? Where am I? I'm here. You. So here, like Psalm 103, 1, you can, you can claim. Bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Wow. You know, you can, 103, 2. Bless the Lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfy the mouth with good things, so that your youth renewed like an eagle. Avril, Avril, are you awake? Your youth will be renewed like an eagle every day. You claim those words, even if you don't feel like it. You claim the words, you feel like it, or you don't feel like it. You do it anyway. Why? Because the old boy will make you tell you, you don't feel it. <laughs> Do I feel it like it? I heard something nice yesterday from Barry Bennett, who was in the class and in the Bible school there in, the, in, the, in America. And somebody asked a question. If I don't feel it, can I praise God anyway? Yes. That's why I call it the sacrifice of praise. You don't feel like praising the Lord, right? It's time you don't feel, you feel lousy. You feel tired, you feel cold right now, right? You need something to cover you, something, you have a blanket here, you can put to here. But you praise the Lord anyway. Mm. You claim the verses anyway. Yes. Amen. Even if you don't feel like it. You keep saying it again and again and again. Even if you know only one verse, you say that verse. But that's also a good opportunity. When you find yourself weak, you don't know enough words, study the word. Learn more verses. Claim the word. You don't have to say it exactly as in the Bible. You don't have to claim King James Version, you know. Say it as your mind understands it. Amen. That's very, very important. 
And this will overcome every difficulty, every problem. So efficient that put okay. Now in a, in a different version, it says here, you were told that your foolish desires will destroy you and that you must give up your old ways of life with all that's bad habits. Let the spirit change your way of thinking. So, so we say together, let the spirit change my ways of thinking. They put my, when say let your, say my, because you talk about yourself. But when you witness to others, say to somebody else, let the Holy Spirit change your way of thinking. Change that desire, or you want to take daha, or whatever, you want to take smoked cigarette, or yeah. wine, or this or that. Let the Spirit change you. And make you into a new person. You were created to be like God, and so you must please Him and be truly holy. We are part of the same body. Stop lying and start telling each other the truth. So you see, that's verse 25, 425. And says, we are part of the same body. So I guess the Holy Spirit does not want us to lie. No. Maybe white lies, okay? No? No lie. No lie. No lie. We don't lie. If you have to lie, don't say anything. Keep your mouth shut. So tell to your neighbor, if you have to, your next one, if you have to lie, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, do not lie. <laughs> Colossians 3, 9-11 says, Lie not to one another, yes. seeing that you have put off the old man and his deeds. And we have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor circumcision, barbarian, Celorispas people, South African, Zola people, Zimbabwean people, but in Christ is all and in all. Right? Right, Sister Maki? You're not different. You're like me. You're white. And I'm black like you. Whatever. You're black or not? Okay. Romans 6 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in union. Walk in newness of life. And Romans 7, 6 says here, But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead, wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. Oh my goodness. This is... What time it is? Okay, I'm going to finish it now soon. Soon. What is soon? This time shall be no more. Hallelujah. I can't preach all day. I can see that. 
Okay. Okay, what well, first John four seventeen. Let's stop it there, okay? Okay. Her, uh, first John four seventeen says herein is our love made perfect that you may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. So say again, because as he is, so are we in this world. Who as he is, who the he is? Who wants to tell me? Jesus. Anybody knows about? Who you think is he is as he is? Jesus. Jesus. As Jesus is, so are we. So Ingrid, I know the flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong. Now, as Jesus is, so are you in the spirit. Now your flesh wants to eat something, it's hungry, you know, want to to choose something, you know. No, nothing wrong. Please, if you, get, if you feel uncomfortable, you feel dizzy, you want to take a piece of bread, you go have a, go to the toilet, please go. It's not a problem. But you are like Jesus. Even if you do things like, when you take a shower, in the bathroom you're naked, you are like Jesus. When you go to the toilet, you are like Jesus. When you sleep, you are like Jesus. When you wake up, you are like Jesus. When you are angry in your flesh, your spirit is like Jesus. God sees Jesus in you. That's the grace of God. So we cannot frustrate the grace of God. We need to understand it, that in grace, we are perfect as He is. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.